0: Well, hello again, and here we are, and this time we're on the Attributes of God, Session 4. And we're going to look at the omnis. This first one is omniscience. And again, to get the most out of this study, you will need your Bible to hand, as there are a number of scripture references for you to look up. I would urge you to make this a study, not just an interesting read, because our behaviour is based on what we believe about God, ourselves, and those around us in the Church. Because we live what we believe, we need a firm grip on theology before we can experience success in practical Christianity. Our lifestyle, how we manage the trials, set back some problems we encounter through life, is the byproduct of a solid belief system, whether positive or negative. If you study Paul's epistles, you will find he always grounds us theologically before he moves on to the practical outworking of his teaching. Romans 1-8 chapters, Ephesians chapters 1-3 and Colossians 1 and 2 reveal all we need to know doctrinally about God, ourselves, sin and salvation. The central theme is in Christ. They teach us our position and our inheritance in the Lord. These studies are intended to bring you to maturity of faith. You are responsible for your own spiritual growth. That God just gets more wonderful as we endeavour to study his attributes. Everything we find adds to our security in him as we now discover that there's nothing he doesn't know. Nothing can take him by surprise. He knows everything. What a relief. All our choices, all our mistakes, all our mess. He's got everything covered. Praise his wonderful name. So we're going to be looking, as I said, at these three big O's. Omniscience, omnipotence and omnipresence. Omniscience means he knows everything. Omnipotence means he is all-powerful. Omnipresence means he is everywhere. And we are making a start with omniscience. Omni, all, science, knowledge or knowing. So he's all-knowing. Having all knowledge, God knows everything there is to know. Nothing lies outside of his knowledge. Past, present and future. All our possible choices and the ones we do make together with what would have happened if we'd made another choice. It's incredible. He knows it all. It's, it's absolutely mind-boggling. Psalm one four seven four and 5 tells us that he counts the numbers of the stars. That's a bit of a problem for us, bearing in mind Jeremiah thirty five thirty three twenty two. It's totally impossible for us to number the stars. There are hundreds of billions of them. This is just another difference between us and the Almighty. He calls them by their names. He not only knows the number, but he names them. No wonder the psalmist said, his understanding has no limit. 1 Samuel 2 verse 3, he has full knowledge. Omniscience is so comforting because it means that God knows all the events that have or will ever take place past present future there's absolutely nothing that has or will occur that he doesn't know absolutely and utterly he knows the end from the beginning Isaiah 46 9 and 10 majestic passage this one he knows all things and everything in between he looks down through history and sees the lot at one time Isaiah 48 3 I did them suddenly And they came to pass. Wow. God knows the future. He always has. God knowing the future is a source of great safety for us. 1 Samuel 10.1 and Saul's anointing. And then Samuel prophesies over him and tells him the future because God knows it. That's what prophecy is. God telling us the future in advance. Nothing ever surprises him. He knew everything before he created time. And we see this very clearly in Revelation one. One John is told by Jesus, you're going to see things that are coming. In verse 19, John is instructed to write the things which you have seen, past, the things which are, present, and the things that shall be, future. John is about to see tomorrow, today. God knows all beings, past, present and future. All animals, angels, plants, people, all are known by him. He knows the full cycle of life for everyone and everything. Thoughts, motives, actions, choices, everything. Hebrews 4.13 tells us there's nothing hidden from him, as does Psalm 139. We are known totally And this doesn't just apply to the believer, but to the unbeliever. God knows what's going on in every heart. He knows when the unbelieving relative of yours is going to turn to him. It's so comforting. You'll never hear him saying, I don't know, because he does. Jesus knows and the Holy Spirit knows too. As we saw before, every attribute of God the Father is an attribute of the other two members of the Trinity also. Jesus shows his knowledge in John 2.23-25. and 25. He says he knew all men and what was in them. God doesn't look at the outside but the inside. He looks at the heart. Psalm 139. When you are misunderstood... Call to mind that God knows you, what a comfort he's got everything covered. God saw Cain murder Abel. He saw Sarah laugh in the tent. he saw Hagar Hagar in the wilderness genesis sixteen seven to fourteen. He saw Achan stealing the Babylonian garment and the gold Joshua seven nineteen to twenty one We are not invisible to him one Samuel sixteen 6- Seventeen, the Lord looks on the heart. He knows the things that come into your mind. Is aware of all your schemes. It's Ezekiel eleven five. He knew it all before you existed. Jeremiah one five. How about this one? Before I formed you, I knew you. Marvelous. And for Jeremiah, before he formed him, he called him. He knew us all, totally. Jeremiah's ordination as a prophet happened before he was born. He not only knows what did take place, but every permutation in every circumstance there is. He knows all the other choices we could have made and the one we did choose. I wonder what would happen if I had chosen he knows. What would have happened if Hitler had died as a child? God knows what would have happened in every single choice and situation. Nothing is surprising to him. I know what's going to happen, whatever you choose to do. Matthew 11 now, 20 and 21. If the mighty works had been done, they would have repented. He says to them, if if they had known, they would have repented. His deity breaks out. He knows what would have happened. They would have repented. Interesting, isn't it? You begin to see the scriptures in a different way. Acts 27, 22 to 31. And Paul knows what's going to happen because God's shown him. Verse 22, there's going to be no loss of any life. Do as I tell you and there'll be no loss. I know you're going to decide to stay on board and none will be lost. God's omniscience in action. If all this is true, it's obvious that he's always known everything. He never needs to learn anything. He already knows it, and he's al- always known it. And that shows us another attribute. His immutability will come to that one. It's my, one of my personal favourites. He never, ever changes. Finally, Isaiah 40, verse 13, and he's asking a question. And the answer is a uh, gulp, no one, sir. It gets things the right way up, doesn't it? You're going to have to look at that scripture isaiah forty thirteen It's repeated in romans eleven thirty four Paul makes it quite clear: no one told him he knows how many hairs there are on your head, matthew ten thirty The very hairs are numbered. He's not counting them or he'd be having a recount. He already knows. He knows how many were left in the hairbrush this morning. It's staggering when you think about it. Nothing is unknown. He is in full command of all the facts, all the time. Something Ananias and Sapphira could have done with knowing. If you check that one out in Acts 5, 1-11. There's a problem though because he's also said not to remember things. So we need to explore what this means. Let's look at two scriptures. 2 Corinthians 5.19 And here God is making a choice. He's not forgetting what happened. He is forgiving. And he asks the same of us when we forgive anyone. The incident was true. They did or said what they did or said. But we make the choice to forgive and to forget thus releasing the perpetrator from the consequences of our judgment. Isaiah 43.25, again, he's choosing not to remember. Very clear, this one. shows us that our memory has two parts. Knowing of the information, that which is contained in your brain, everything is in there somewhere. The problem is actually getting it back. It's our recall. So there are two things happening here knowing and recalling. People who are good at quizzes are good at recall. They don't necessarily have more knowledge, they have a good recall. And our memory is good for some things and we're all different. Ask me what I was doing yesterday, I haven't got the slightest idea. Or even this morning, it's in there somewhere. But ask me about the Bible and usually I have instantaneous recall. What God promises us is that he will never never deliberately bring to mind what we have done once it has been confessed. He's not going to publicly bring it out again. How lovely is that? He's never going to say, oh, yeah, that reminds me of when you did this or that, or that's the 17th time you've done that this week. Once it's confessed, he's put it behind him. He keeps no record of wrong. As 1 Corinthians 13 tells us, we should do this as we walk in love. So what does omniscience mean to the unbeliever? To someone who has rejected God, it means fear. God sees everything they're doing. They don't want a God who knows. They love secrecy and darkness. They will know him as judge. This knowledge is too much and it makes them fearful numbers twenty three thirty two is unfortunately so true for them. your sin will find you out. Everything in their lives will come to light, and he is the righteous judge luke eight seventeen Nothing is secret romans two one six in the day when God shall judge the secrets of men's hearts. Ecclesiastes 12, 13 and 14, fear God and keep his commandments, every secret thing. All these produce fear in the heart of the unbeliever and indeed if the believer is trying to hide something, in his heart too. For us, the opposite, it's the opposite. Omniscience brings tremendous comfort and release from fear. When you were born again, he knew everything there was to know about you. There's nothing secret, nothing he doesn't already know. No accuser can come along because you can't surprise him. Nothing is hidden. There is absolutely nothing that will make him say, I didn't know that. Your whole life is open to him. He knew what we were like and he took us on in full knowledge because he's so confident in himself that he can get us through. Doesn't depend on us, beloved. Your name is written in the Lamb's Book of Life from the foundation of the world. You have absolute eternal security. Omniscience demands, once saved, always saved. You cannot lose your salvation, never. God knows you through and through. What a cause for rejoicing, and again, it's not... On your performance, it's not based on your performance, it's based on who he is. Psalm 103, 13 and 14. So the Lord pities us. How lovely. We're a handful of dust, a very happy handful of dust, eternally secure. And omniscience is so comforting when we've failed. Look at John 21 and Peter's restoration. Lord you know i've just blown it again but you know 1 john 3:20 god is greater than our hearts and he knows all things and job he knew a thing or two job 23:10 he knoweth the way that i take and it's going to be all right lovely he knows all that is to know he knew what he was getting when he got you and he's so happy it's such a wonderful comfort he can cope with a million prayers all at once or we'd all have to have a rota. Sorry, all lines are engaged, book an appointment. He's hearing and speaking all around the world, all the time. You can all pray together and he hears everyone. God can take in everything and he knows everything. When he says take a certain course of action, he knows that's the best way for you. You have such a great assurance. When we get before the beamer seat, where the rewards are handed out, on that day, all he will see is the blood sacrifice of his Son. We're clean. He's done it all. So to end this quick little study, let's see the Trinity in action and see how the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit are all omniscient. Hebrews four twelve and 13 is talking of the Father. 1 Corinthians 4, 5 is referring to Jesus, who will bring to light the hidden things, he knows. And the Holy Spirit is found in 1 Corinthians 2.11. God bless you. Next time we will look at his power, his omnipotence.